This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right. You are rolling with Jason and John, 929FM ESPN. Whole crew is here. Happy Wednesday. Hump day to you. Let's get to the bad news first. Grizzlies didn't just lose last night to the Lakers in a game that ended very late. Very late for an old man. Uh, 134-107. Lakers were raining in threes. Uh, They were pushing Santi Aldama down to the ground. Also lost Marcus Smart. Last night to injury. Kennard went off, too, but that one seems like it's going to be okay. The smart one, he had the boot on afterwards. Really? A team already this shorthanded? What did the Grizzlies do to deserve this? Maybe we'll ask that question today. The heck wrong with Draymond Green? Man coming off the top ropes on a Frenchman. We'll discuss that. Um... Draymond just up to his usual antics. Rudy had something interesting to say afterwards. Want to discuss with my partner, John. And um, Deshaun Watson. Big news there. We're just talking about him showing flashes in that second half of their win over Baltimore. And uh, now it's all over. Maybe their window, John. We're just talking about the Bills' window closing. Maybe Cleveland's with a Super Bowl caliber defense this year. Maybe theirs has as well. Whose window is open anymore? I mean, Tigers, we've closed a Tigers, lot of windows. Tiger women's soccer. You said it. I'm glad you did. They're carrying us right now. Mm-hmm. Memphis Tiger basketball. Yeah, man. That's carrying yeah, it. Yeah, man. Men's soccer's in the tournament. I don't know if they're carrying things, but like the other two. But right, 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 right. We got some, got some good things happening. Absolutely. Always, always, I, I, I always tell people, Tiger Town. You know what I'm saying? Tiger Town. Walk around, pick you up. For Tiger sure. Town. Population, one million. I mean, there's just no doubt about that right now. Um, Silverfield got a big one Saturday. That's right. And here's something that might uh, open up the skies. Les Smith going to be there. Nah, bro. Oh, don't be making promises that you nope. can't keep, bro. No. Nope. Says he wants to be there. So I got to get some tickets. And I saw this morning where the great Jake Elliott. Yes. Now NFL kicker, Philadelphia Eagles. He, got 20, he bought 2,500 of them things. Yep. Now I may be too late. To get on that. Yeah, you might be. And I think it might come with some fees. Okay. That said, you know what I'm going to do? Because you're going to be in Aruba. That's right. And you can't be there. I'm going to pay the full. Pay the full, bro. I'm going to pay it. Contribute it to the NIL, everything else. I'm going to do my part, John, and we're going to have Les Smith sitting in some good seats. I can't wait for Saturday now. No, 11 a.m. kickoff. What's yeah. that line now against SMU? It's uh, still 8. It's going to be a test. It's going to be a big test. The test of the season. You'll be on a beach 
I don't know and where me I'll and be. Les and little Christopher will be ready to work. We're gonna roll up our sleeves for the Tigers and these players. I might, I might find a little, uh, you know, uh, bar out there to it's watch. Whatever, it. it's gonna be soft. You got in the in the in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Soft you, way to watch it. You're not in there with them. Oh no, 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 definitely not. For the biggest game of the year. You think they get ESPN Plus out there? Sure, you do. They got everything down there. Oh, they got everything. Okay. I think so. Where, where, well, where, y'all, where you'll be, you'll you have. You told me your dad lived everything. in a treehouse, so I mean, I you know, I just don't. You going to Aruba, bro? I can't. Is that how much different is that than Belize? I'm sure you guys are standing in the uh, exquisite. If yeah. uh, what I saw in Serbia was any sign. Yeah, we we did. We definitely did have the presidential palatial. Suite in Serbia. That thing was massive. I yeah, like, and I expect to see uh, Instagram posts from the massive palace you'll be at in Aruba. We didn't post that one on Instagram. We didn't want people to know exactly. I mean, I, I figured it was the Joker suite. I mean, I, I can't imagine it's anybody else's, you know, <laughs> it's, Man, in Belgrade. The Joker suite. You Serbian know? Hammer had yeah. it in the Joker suite. We had to complain wow. to get it, but uh, we definitely did get it. We'll see what this particular Aruba trip holds. But, yeah, we have a lot to get to. We're trying to focus on the bright side of things, right? I mean, it ain't what we saw last night. Uh, that that was absolutely Lord, abysmal. Oh, and three in the IST. Yeah, it somehow manages it's already to get over worse and us. worse, 100%. Yeah, this is, I mean. It, I was hypnotized by the Lakers' floor, and, right. and as they continue to drop three after three on it. It's nice that we can focus on another Memphis team and a, 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 like a worse performance in, in a basketball tournament. They took, they, the Grizzlies took the cake, all-time worst tournament performance ever. I mean, this is worse than any Josh Pastor team. You know what I'm saying? Like what they're doing right now, 0-3 and getting the, 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 the you know, crap kicked out of them yeah that they're taking the cake no doubt about it uh so we'll talk about that today on the show uh mark Giannato is going to join us at 11 25 uh or so get his thoughts on these grizzlies tigers and more adam Chernoff at 12 40 talking all things nfl are we in week 11 is this week 11 yes week 11 of the nfl uh, get into some sides and totals and things he likes or doesn't like some sneaky good ones here sneaky good ones i think so a few you? I mean, obviously, you have uh, Thursday night, which seems that your book. There's only one big headliner, right? There's two. Well, there's two. You're yeah. right. I like the way you put it. Book ending. You're yeah. right. There's so two. You, so you're book ending the week, um, and uh, and there there are some sneaky, interesting ones in there. Yeah, uh, in between. So we'll we'll get into that sandwich uh, with Adam Chernoff at 12:40, uh, and then at 1:25, Parth from the Daily Memphian is going to join us to cover his Memphis basketball. We'll talk about this season as they uh, most likely are going to enter uh, next week ranked in the top 25. Well, Tony Madlock better not come in here and ruin that. No, that's not going to happen. Right, I mean, a fellow uh, a fellow Tiger. Yeah, take a dive, Tony. I mean, you can't yeah, do it. We can still get some things out of it. Yes. If we're Alabama State. Exactly. Uh, but we got to, you know, Tiger's got to be ranked. It, yeah. Keep it, keep it pimping, Tony. All right? Don't be coming in here trying to spoil nothing. Just stay with the program. And uh, Penny's not coaching. His son won't care. Penny, His son gonna try to put up forty. This is Penny's last suspension, uh, last game of his suspension. So maybe uh, you know Tony won't have as much mercy. Thank goodness, because I hear a lot of credit to Stansberry. Uh, that I don't we even, love doing that around. I, here, I don't, don't even we? entertain oh, that, bro. Boy, I, I, I is heard it a, some, is it a real awesome. conversation? I heard some. It's awesome. I'm, I, I'm, we're not entertaining that here. Yeah. Well, just real quick on that point, who got the players? Who assembled the roster? Okay. I mean, that in the end, it was Penny Hardaway. So yes, Rick Stansbury happy to be coaching, and I'm and he's he's not, I don't think he's a bad coach. No, and you give him credit for the job that he did. Yeah, he made some but adjustments you, you to half. Yeah, but you can't sit there you don't and start say, saying this team better. That's 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 right. ridiculous talk. Yeah, that's what people do. Like, but you, that's what you know. Whatever, that's what fans do. When job missed, you know, everybody was like, "Oh, 
Lakers are better without Ja because they won a couple of games. Well, now look at you. Let me tell you something right now. You look at you. FAU Memphis is going to be a war. Oh, buddy. Ain't that the truth? It's going to be a war yep. twice. FAU is no fluke. Man. They are no fluke. They won uh, They won last night 100-57 to against a, a rat Eastern Michigan team. I mean, granted, I used to look forward to those Houston matchups, and it feels the same in terms oh, yeah. of the, 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 the goosebumps and what that's going to what that's gonna mean. No question. Those matchups with them. I, I, I suppose it will be three times uh, you would because hope. you will hopefully yeah. get them in the AAC tournament as well. You need it. Three times, honestly. I need every last one of them. Wish they're playing them thirteen times. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. Mm. But uh, Grizzlies, 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 who, buddy? Why is everybody always picking on me? Yep, we talked about this yesterday. I actually Mm. did drop on the show that four and a half on the Lakers did show value. Uh, Did not think it would look this bad. Uh, This was a, uh, a a destruction from beginning to end. For the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, the Grizzlies just do something to them. They really bring it out of them. 134 to 107. Uh, the Lakers shot 63% from three, 22 of 35. You attempted 53 threes and made 38% of them, which makes this deficit even more incredible uh, that you were able to shoot 53 threes, make 38% of them, and you lost by 27. Uh, that is that is pretty remarkable uh, that the Grizz were able to do that. Marcus Smart gets hurt early in the game, yeah. goes out, no no word on his timeline, on his timetable. <sighs> so this is uh, this is just gonna get. I, I, I it can't get worse than this, honestly. But it's gonna be two and 23 type stuff. I mean, that's no. It won't that bad. It, it could, it they, could they, be they will win another four game and between now four and, and twenty one. You know, when the hourglass, you know, and when the sands run all the way through as right. was tweeting last If you time. win five more games, it would be shocking. Five more would get us to seven. That's it not would happening. be shocking. We just lost Marcus Smart. You know that's not gonna be something it's a spring. We don't know to what degree it's Oh, he's gonna miss at least spring, two weeks. But and you can this team cannot afford to lose anybody right no now. No, you're not getting enough from the guys that you did have. That's God right. bless them. Um, dude, this is this. I mean, uh, to be quite honest, running out of things to say about how bad it is for the (laughs) Memphis Grizzlies right now. All you can do is kind of laugh because it's like I think we all expected it to be bad. This can't be a karma thing, right? This can't. We didn't do something to the universe, did we? We didn't put something out there as as an organization, did we? I don't know. Let's come back. I honestly, yeah, I I don't know. I really do. I really, I wish I had the the great humbling was supposed to just be last year. Well, apparently that. But we're still getting deadline has been extended. Pushed to our knees. That has been extended. Kiss the ring uh, over and over again is what the Grizzlies are doing. I don't know what else could – I mean, I'm not even going to say it because it could. One of your one of your two you know, studs. And yeah. I, I heard the criticism of Jaron Jackson Jr. He did not play well last night. I'm just, I just can't come down hard on those two dudes, especially him and Bain, obviously, just because you know defenses are, are, are geared for them right now. And, listen, you, you, you know, Jaron is being paid to be better than three of 16 from the field. I realize that, but – Come on, y'all. It it ain't easy right now when everybody can focus on just two guys. You know that defenses can focus just on Bain and Jaron. It's it it's tough out there. Yeah, well, you need him to play better than he did last night. But you know that was not some step back for Jaron Jackson Jr. No, I mean like it's all like, of this. It's, you know, I mean they you're, don't you're have just trying NBA to get players. through and then erase. You know the 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 twenty five games. 
you're just trying to get through healthy with you know the at least the two studs being healthy. So you've got that with Ja when you get back, and then we we push the reset button and see what happens. Hopefully you can you can climb yourself up into a play-in spot. Hey. I mean, that's. That's what this is. I mean, I, to but me, the it's, it might, you might get lower, John. We keep asking, what's the low point? Well, yeah, exactly. Because hey, I was going to say, like, it's like think, it keeps getting lower. I think the sort of best you can hope for in terms of those fifty-seven games is thirty-seven and twenty. Well, I mean, and, and is Ja going to play all of them? Exactly. That's why I say thirty-seven and twenty is like the best. Is like, and, and and so okay, so let's say let's say that's the best case scenario. Whew. You you win. I think they're going to have four wins. I think they're going to end up with four wins. I'm still trying to push for five or six. But, um, you know, you got some Houston's in there, right? I know Houston's had a good, solid start. I mean, start, Houston's six and three. I ain't worried about them. They're going to come I'm, on down, I'm, John. Come on. Dude, the Dylan Grizzlies can't beat anybody. Dylan Brooks ain't going to Keep buying into that role the way he is. The Grizzlies can't beat anybody. I mean, I, th- there's no win on this schedule where you can look at it and say that's a win. I, all I said was holding out hope for five or six. I didn't <laughs> say they get there. Good Lord, I'm not going to argue with you about these dead forsaken Grizzlies. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, if you win four and you go best possible 37, you're going to be at 41. Is that? Yes, we said 40 gets you in the in contention for the 10 spot. Oh, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. It'll be in contention. Because right now you have the Pelicans and Suns there at 9 and 10. So, you know, bro, it's we're early, man. I mean, who knows what the Pelicans gonna be by the end of the season? I mean, the Rockets could fall out. Your man Willie Green, man, he's got a lot of talent. If he doesn't hurry up and get that thing off the ground, they're gonna, uh, you know, they're gonna move on from him. Yeah. At one point, you had identified him as one of the up and comers. Yeah, he's on the clock. I think. uh, I think this isn't a fun conversation. I know it's like, like I know everybody's all you know. Everybody wants to hear the growls. Everybody wants to hear the all I do is win, 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 no matter what. But uh, you're in your you're in your trying season, so I would consult your Bible. I would try to uh, you know read some some Psalms and uh, watch uh, the hourglass. Find some comfort somewhere else because it ain't coming via the Memphis Grizzlies. Well, Sylvie's going to deliver on Saturday, and you got uh, yeah. Tigers basketball on Friday. You got uh, men's soccer and women's soccer. You got what you need to do is is focus on the good. Well, like, and what ends up happening is that the Grizzlies just there there becomes nothing new to say. Right? Well, when if you there when, becomes nothing well, new to add. New. Marcus Smart just went down, yeah, so, it's, so it just got worse. Exactly, there's, so there's, there's it's exactly new. right. And what's that going to do? Leave you in a more depressed state? I, I don't even know who you what you do there. I mean, I, I guess Luke Kennard's going to be your full time, you know, backup point guard. No, right? you finna get some old Conchar, brother. Okay, so yeah, now you're going to have John Conchar. Uh, it's just I, again, we expected it to be bad. Nobody expected it to be this bad. Right. This and, has been, and we can sit here and do blame game and all that, but we have done that. We have hit that. That's we good. have we have beat that one down. Go blame game. We can do that. Yeah. We do that all day. And there's a lot to go around. We've done it. There's a lot to go around. You know, and we could like we could we could assign it. We could say who gets how much, but in the end, it really doesn't matter. Um, you're staring at a wasted season. Whew. You're staring at Are a wasted season. Are we gonna beat the season. Spurs, John? Give uh, me that. No. All right. Okay. Not there. Well, your big one-on-one matchup was kind of a <laughs> yesterday. It, it was. wasn't yours. It was really wind horses. It was. Yes, it was. It was brutal. Uh, Thunder just dominated him again, t- start to finish. Thunder good. Thunder very good. Thunder feel like us in the old days. Hundred percent when they were coming up. Yep, that's exactly right. And and we'll see. Do they have their moment? You know, do they have their moment where they start to feel themselves a little bit and have to get knocked back down? Um, but they're all kind of growing up together. And there's like, I mean, there's like eight of them dudes. That are just like legitimate players. Lou Dort, Jalen Williams, both Jalen Williams. That's three. Chet, Shea, Josh, Kaysen. 
I mean, they are. Isaiah Joe comes in, hits threes for you. Dude, they're fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Makes me wistful. Yep, I like the vibe. Makes me wistful of a, of a better time when it that was that was us. We look back and that well, was it'd be us. us again next year. Next year, yeah. And you, like you're just getting older. You're getting where older. You, where you have that kind of vibe again? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I just because I'm punting. I'm 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 really. I, I my expectations for this season. Well, are, there is there is no roster changing move at the deadline. There's exactly. no there, there's no flipping the roster like the Lakers did last season. You don't have the assets to do that. Yeah, exactly right. And uh, yeah, man. I, at this point, you, you, it's hard to even judge what you have because you have so little. Such a mess. Right. Yep. So it's so you just have no foundation to learn anything this year, and and I think Chris was saying that. So just getting job back with Jaron and and Bain, and you know getting them on the floor together and, and push this right exactly yeah. to see what what the next move needs to be right now. Right. Because you got Stephen Jackson one more. I mean, excuse me, Stephen Adams one more year. You know, in contract going into next year, like what? What you know? You got to figure out what you got to do here, and so you can't do that until everybody's back. That's why it's it's a tough conversation right now. And they they have nothing. It, it, they have nothing in terms of players. I mean, Marcus Smart goes down, and um, you know, now it's next man up. The next man's ch- contract. Y'all y'all get it? Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Enough said. No doubt that's about tough. it. No question. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, Grizzlies lose again, two and nine. Lost Marcus Smart for an undisclosed amount of time. We'll see. One thirty four, one oh seven to the Lakers, uh, and the hits just keep on coming. Uh, Margin is going to join us when we come back. Talk to him about this and the Tigers, uh, his takeaways from their uh, win against Missouri, and more. Jason and John, I'm trying to fam ESPN. Get ready to start the NFL week off. Right, touched on it. Uh, start of this NFL weekend is going to be on Thursday night with a great one: Bengals and Ravens. And all customers over at FanDuel can get a no sweat same game parlay. For this Thursday night football extravaganza, just place a three-leg same-game parlay on this week's game. Again, Bengals-Ravens, and you'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. NFL same-game parlays, perfect way, fun way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. Build your own, or you can choose from one of their popular SGPs that are pre-built for you, good for new users, and FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. Visit FanDuel.com slash Smith so you don't miss out on this chance to get a no-sweat same-game parlay on America's number one sportsbook. Also, be on the lookout, listeners, this weekend. 92.9 is going to have a promotion. Uh, 92.9 ESPN odds boost this weekend. Again, uh, the Titans-Jaguars game it will involve. Probably also include uh, the Cowboys as well. So be on the lookout for that on Sunday. Should be a lot of fun. Visit FanDuel.com again slash Smith. It's only on FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And of 92.9 FM ESPN must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. Refund issues and withdrawable bonus bets. That expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5.00. Unless otherwise specified, restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. I'm Michael Jenkins helping you beat the books with BetQL. The BetQL model is going to the ice tonight as Anaheim visits Colorado. The Ducks have been stingy against Western Conference teams over their last seven games, going 6-1 and one to the under in those matchups. The BetQL model is riding that trend tonight as well. Their best bet for tonight is to grab the under between Anaheim and Colorado. I'm Michael Jenkins. Bet smarter and beat the books with BetQL. And download the BetMGM app today. Mike Gennato is a Michigan man. Sports columnist for the Commercial Appeal. Host of Gennato and Jeffrey every day here from 2 until 4. Um, your coach is the coach of America's team is what I hear. <laughs> yes, Jim Harbaugh. Yes, and you happen to be sitting next to, I don't know if you know, 
you happen to be sitting next to one of the biggest Wolverine fans in the Memphis metro area, in Jason Smith. Oh, really? Yeah, he's been down. With, guy. He's been down with JJ oh, yeah. McCarthy since day one. <laughs> yeah, love him, America's it, team. I've been on uh, board the whole way. Yeah. So as a fan, and we'll get to the Grizzlies if we must, uh, and Tiger basketball. But as a fan, as an alum, are you um, are you disgraced by this? Are you galvanized by no, this? No, I, I would say this. Like it's really, it's really brought the fan base together. I think. Beautiful. Yeah, it has. Like I, I've enjoyed it all, just because, like, honestly, like it, it has. I've said this on our show. It has brought. I feel closer to my college buddies than I have in years. You know, because we're like yeah, every little detail we're sharing, talking about, commiserating in our group chat. And what's to commiserate? Um, I mean, you guys are well, rolling. We've, we've been well. We've, we're being. This is a witch hunt. Yeah, they're being unjustly John, punished. Is, didn't, is, you, didn't you hear? We're being <laughs> what we're being targeted That's, here. Do you guys, they don't do you guys like Jim that Harbaugh. They, well, here's what I would say. They, <laughs> I just I don't understand. I don't understand how sign stealing is the type of thing where you have to completely disregard mm-hmm. the investigation slash like the the normal protocol of NCAA investigations. Like the Big Ten overreached here. And I mm-hmm. think when they go to court on Friday, that's what the court will rule. Now, it will be a judge who is a University of Michigan lecturer. Uh, My but, that, like that um, ain't a joke. Um, Spoiler, like he's getting the injunction. Joke. He's getting the TRO. Now, I will say, Where's my pearl at, I will DC? Say, I joke. will say he is a judge. They gave it to him, I think, in part because he's already announced he's not running for re-election. Because like, if you're running for re-election – like I don't know if you can rule again. <laughs> like if you're like I don't know if it's, I don't know if you want to be elected again if you want to do. But like he's not running for re-election. Mm. He's like stepping down after this term. So uh, we'll see. But I, what what Pat like the Big Ten is citing this sportsmanship policy and citing basically the health and safety yeah. of other teams. Well, that would. To me, that means all signs stealing should be illegal. Yeah, if like health and safety is the utmost concern for the league, you guys, um, you guys went to great lengths. It's how you did the sign stealing is why you're being punished. Have they proven that? Have they proven? Oh my goodness, you and this due process stuff. What's well, not due process? What Michigan is claiming is that this staffer Connor Stallions was like a rogue staffer, and you can laugh at that and say that's wrong. Like obviously, this was a. You know, yeah. operational mission. They have not yet proven. It even said in the Big Ten's thing, they have not yet proven that, like, Harbaugh was directing this guy to do it. And you heard John Harbaugh yesterday at his press conference. He was asked about Jim Harbaugh at his at his Ravens press conference. You know, he kind of let slip that they've searched. Jim has handed over his phones, his computer, to the NCAA for the investigation, and they haven't found anything. Um, I, I would just say, like, I think Michigan probably deserves to be punished in some way, even if it's a rogue guy who did this. Yep. But I don't think it's the type of like to me. I don't see how you can justify why the pun like why they have to be why you have to circumvent the punishment policy or whatever the 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 infractions process right now because of this. They have not there's nothing to me here that says this is some egregious crime. In fact, it sounds like from what you can gather from all of this, while yes, Michigan may have gone to greater lengths than other schools because of this Connor Stallions guy, mm-hmm. everyone was doing it. So like it's not necessarily like health and safety of the players if everyone's doing it. If everyone's stealing signs, 
then that means every to everyone's players are at uh, at you know at sort of risk in all of this. And so why are you, why are you targeting Michigan um, and, and especially punishing them before an investigation is complete? And so that's how I look at it. Um, I know that most of America doesn't. No, you broke um, rules. You know, but I think he's going to. You broke rules. I think he's going to coach the last two games, if I had to guess right now. Well, because you're going to get an injunction. Yes. From a, a Michigan judge. Mm-hmm. We get that. Yeah. But um, do you need him to beat Ohio State? I don't. You believe you, Michigan guys, in your text groups. Yeah, then yeah, in, your, in think, your friend group, do you did you do I you think, guys I say think, we need? I him? think part of the reason deep down you're fighting so hard for him is that you want to have mm. all your all you know ev- everything for the Ohio State game. Now I will say, especially now that you see how good C.J. Stroud is in the NFL, like Michigan beat the crap out of better Ohio State teams the past two years. Like that's that's just the truth to me. Well, you um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, okay, okay, all right, win them. Well, they got to prove it. That's the yeah, problem. They got to prove it. it. We have, we have uh, on one side says we didn't cheat. The other side says. I'm not saying we didn't cheat. I'm saying let's see, like, let's see what the investigation yields. Like, Michigan is allowed to defend itself. And well, it's allowed to have the stand, like, the, 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 the agreed upon investigation process. Right. Imagine if, imagine if during the Wiseman thing, mm-hmm. they just came out and said, "You know what? Like, you know, like, like the the AAC said, you know what? This is, you know, how dare they? You know, go against the NCAA? You know, they just blatantly, you know, just went against the NCAA. They, they we're going to dock them three games. You know, Penny's got to sit three games. How would that fly here? Well, isn't that what ended up? Ha- well, I guess it didn't happen. No, that they didn't. Way. No, Penny got he got his process. He got an yeah. investigation." And ultimately, but Wiseman didn't. Wiseman was forced to sit out immediately. Players do this immediately all the time. It's just the coaches that deserve the long-term investigation, so we can kick the can down the road. And if Wiseman had gotten an injunction, he would have played. Well, he did, right? Did he get the injunction? Did he not? Isn't that how he played in the Oregon game? Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, but if he kept the injunction, he he could have kept playing. He didn't try to renew it. Is that what that was? Remember, he dropped it. He like agreed. They agreed. Like, like, I think there was some thought that like if he dropped it. The NCAA yeah, would exactly like right. I, be I, more yeah. lenient or something, and then it didn't turn out that way at all. That's right. Um, but it, so. but but how will it turn out for Jim Harbaugh? Um, I suspect he will once again try to get an NFL job this offseason. I don't know if someone will be interested or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think they will get some sort of sanctions from the NCAA further down the line. Right. Um. But it might not be till for another year, to, you know, another year. Although it sounds like they've expedited this whole thing because of how, yep. you know, big this has gotten, um, even at the NCA level. So um, I suspect he will uh, he will try to get an NFL job, but maybe might not be able to again. You know, like that's what he's. And then it'll be interesting because because the other part that's you know just because I went to Michigan, I know these dynamics. There's a new president there. And I can just tell you, the previous two presidents, they would not have acted. They would have not stuck up for Harbaugh like this one has. Like this one's much more. Like part of the reason they got him is because he's much more like leans towards athletic. You know, he's like into athletics, whereas the past two were more that your standard. Like most Michigan presidents are the types they're they're trying to be the Michigan president to go get like an Ivy League job. You know, like an Ivy League president job. And so they're much more, they've been much more academic, you know, like lean towards that side. This guy's much more, uh, you know, he's more of a, 
I don't know if PR is the right, like a PR guy, if you will, um, much more comfortable in that realm. He's not not your typical academic, and so Harbaugh has benefited from that. Like the president, like he's got a president who is really backing him up in all of this. Um, so it, it, it's going to be dramatic, however it plays out. Like I can't believe they're waiting till Friday to have the hearing. I would think you'd want to have the hearing like yesterday or something. You know, you don't want this going up right up until game time Saturday. And I know it's Maryland, mm-hmm. but still, um, not knowing if he's going to be able to coach on Saturday till probably Friday afternoon. Like that's going to be that's it's kind of odd, but he is allowed to you know, coach during the week. So I still I still think they probably beat Ohio State without him. I think they're I think there's I don't think Ohio State's that good personally. But I'm biased very clearly. Um but I still would rather have him. Like you could see even in that game the other day, like I mean, Sharon Moore's being asked to do a lot. He's the O line coach, he's the play caller, and now he's gonna be the head coach too. Um that's putting a lot on someone's plate and you know ultimately He's a first-time head coach. Um, you'd rather have your you'd rather have Harbaugh in that game uh, against Ohio State in a couple weeks. So we'll see. It's gonna be it's gonna be dramatic, and they are not America's team. I think they should lean into being the best. They're clearly yeah, very clearly they're like outside the state of Michigan do, and people uh, like do me. The, do the Fab Five thing, yeah, bro. Fab Five kind of. I know they were you know people liked them, but they were kind of iconoclastic in a way, right? Like I, I think you should just sort of be, be that again. Well, the, the problem I think people have with with Michigan folks is that like Michigan like and I can admit this like they like kind of hold their nose up oh, they, yeah. they're like they oh, view yeah. like Michigan acts like they operate differently than everyone else and Harbaugh in particular leaned into that you know he mm-hmm. he did and like ultimately that's what this blowback is all from whether it's from the coaching community whether it's from the fans it's because Harbaugh told everyone I coach different I you know like implied and sometimes said it straight up like I you know, I I coach the right way. You know, like I do. The, these guys are cheaters, and I'm not. And the reality is, what these investigations have shown, both the the recruiting violations he had during COVID nineteen, and now this is like, no, he's not different than any other coach. He bends the rules just like all of them. Um, but when you like present yourself, we see it in all sorts of these. Whether it's you know, like Hugh Freeze was a different sort of like holding yourself to a higher standard but mm-hmm. every but if you're not who you say you are and you're going to present yourself that way Tiger Woods had it too back you know 15 Hey Rob Bradford here I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time baseball isn't boring Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Whatever, 20 years, whatever whatever it's been now, 13 years ago, whenever all the stuff had when you present yourself a certain way publicly and then it turns out that you are you have not been acting that way necessarily behind the scenes that's when you get backlash like this yep um and so you know and i think you know i think he was saying the america's team thing i think he was very clearly like just try, he's trying to take pressure off of his players right now and i think that's what that was yep. um you know cuz now he i think he knew everyone was going to you know would would la- kind of mock him for saying they're America's team, but I, like I said, I think they might—they probably did something wrong here. I just don't agree with 
that this is something so egregious that we have to bypass the agreed upon like way we do these things? Like, why is this any different than any other NCA violation that a school commits? I, like, personal. That's that's it was how the I video, do. man. It was when we saw stallions on the sideline and see them. You know how video changes everything. It changes well, they're how claiming you feel like that. Like Michigan would tell you, like if you read we the, didn't bo- know. the we message didn't know. board. Oh, no, no if you rogue. read the message boards, the defense there is is that Central Michigan. It's like Central Michigan invited Connor Stallions to come to the sidelines because they knew he was good at stealing signs and like Michigan had nothing to do with him being on the sidelines, like central Michigan invited him. Um, and like, that's a Michigan's defense is essentially, and I don't, again, I don't know if this is true or not, but from what I've gathered, their defense is this was this rogue staffer mm-hmm. who went way above and beyond what anyone was telling him to do. And what the staff just thought because there's everyone shows as proof all these videos of stallions next to Harbaugh, next to the defensive coordinator and the offensive coordinator on the sideline, clearly like telling them what the signs are. And what Michigan will tell you is like we just thought this guy was good at stealing signs, and like was a military guy who was good at stealing signs. We didn't know how he was doing it. And again, maybe that is an implausible argument, but I think Michigan is permitted to make that argument in the proper protocols that are set forth by the NCAA. Still happen on your watch. I mean, yeah, it's, no, it's, I think Harbaugh is going to like ultimately. If you want to hit him with head coach responsibility, like him not knowing it was happening is well, still I mean, not it, necessarily like. And if that's what it's going to come down to, then it, then why kick the can down the road? Like like we said, players got to serve it. Why do we hold down? The, oh, but Jar, Jim Harbaugh deserves all this time. Because well, the if, way if, it if, works is the NCAA sends you a notice of allegations. They have not yet received a notice of allegations. And then you get 90 days to respond to the notice of allegations. They haven't gotten any of that opportunity yet. Like, none of that. And so, like, for the Big Ten to just rule when, like, the NCAA hasn't even sent them a notice of allegations? Like, I don't know. That doesn't seem right to me. I don't know. Y'all been wilding out already. He's Harbaugh's already lied to the NCAA and served a three-game suspension for that. I mean, you, the program was wild. Self, and that was self-imposed. Wilding, wilding, yeah, yeah. Self-imposed. self-imposed. You're, you're wilding out. Yeah. Direct yeah. action is needed. It's needed immediately. Kick it down the can. This program's out of control. Kick the can down the road for what? <laughs> so we can go win a national championship with Harbaugh as the coach. That's why we're kicking Let's the can down the road. Let's stay in college football. <laughs> What's to be gained for Ryan Silverfield with a win over SMU? Um, extension at the top? Yeah, probably a contract extension. I See, I view this game more as just big for the program more than him. Like, I think his – like, I, I think – whether you want you agree with it or not, like now that they're eight and two, like he's not losing his job. So like to me, it's not that if for him, it's not oh, like that big of a game in that sense. But I do think because I and and yes, I would say in a in a in my world, he'd have to you know you gotta to me. I want to see him get to ten wins in the regular season before I'm starting to have a discussion about an extension. You know, or I want to see him beat someone essentially, like whether it's SMU or. And if you beat SMU, you'll get a shot. Maybe get a shot at Tulane in the championship game. I think in the real world, though, he might already. Die. You know, like if he just wins one of the next two, wins, beats Temple, and goes nine and three, he might get an extension there. Like I don't know if he needs to beat SMU to get an extension. No, that's even my though, point. So even he's, though he's I don't already earned it, if we're assuming they're well, going to win the last game, I wouldn't say game. he's earned it. I would say the administration is probably going to do that. I don't necessarily no, we're, we're agree the, with we're it. We're on the very um, same page on this. You know, but I think you might get some sort of cosmetic move. Even if he goes 9-3, mm-hmm. and three, you might get some sort of cosmetic, like, two-year extension oh, I think that's or coming. something. Um, but, no, so I view it more just as, you know, big for the program. Like, this is, you know, ultimately, 
look at this week. This is a pretty big game against SMU. Just like four years ago, it was a pretty big game against SMU, and you got college game day to come here. Well, college game day is at JMU. Like you had, the, it's not like there's some big Power Five game that College Game Day went to instead of your game. They went to James Madison, who's like more of the talk of the Group of Five than you because of their situation. They're yeah. undefeated, and you know, and like yep. to me, this is a big game for the program to get back in that kind of conversation. Like they'll be in the, you know, like they'll be a little. You know, I'm not saying they're mm-hmm. going to be top of mind nationally, but like you win this, people are going to go, oh man, maybe Memphis is like the best team in the AAC. You know, like that. You're going to. To me, it's a it gets you back in the conversation as a program nationally, sure. um, and so that's how I kind of look at this game. And then obviously, you know, because again, you could win this game and still not get to the AAC championship game. There's a very real possibility you win this game, and then in the final UTSA week of the season, beats UTSA Tulane, beats yeah. Tulane, and you're not in the national, you're not in the conference championship game, right? And so, um, but but again, you you keep yourself in the mix. Whereas you lose this game. You're out of the you're out of the championship game conversation. You're not going to ever be in the national conversation whatsoever this year. Um, and so, like you know, again, it's 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 a chance for real momentum, for real momentum. Like they're they're starting to feel a little bit of momentum because of yep. you know, even though it hasn't been pretty, they've won four in a row. They've they've beaten all the teams they're supposed to. But to get real momentum, you got to do more than that. And they fell short against Tulane when they had an opportunity to do it there, and this is another opportunity for it. Um, so whereas that first Tulane game felt bigger for Ryan Silverfield because it was early in the season, he's coming off this disappointing year. The fact that he's, you know, done what he's done, I think is at the very least for you know for his like it stabilized his status in terms of like I just don't see them firing him at this point. That's not going to happen. Oh yeah, we're, we're past that, that, that. conversations. Yeah, been like, done. and so like. The, Unless with his, I can't see being that big of a deal for him. Like again, because I think either way, I think there's a chance he gets an extension here, whether he wins or loses this game. So, like, what's your like? What is your view of how this season has been? I know, like, the internet is hard to like. It's been to me. It's like been fine. Like it's like I don't. I'm not like. I don't understand the people who are upset at how the season has played out. Like who can't like especially. Right now, like I've talked about this with Jeffrey in that I want to, like, we can go dissect what this team is and isn't after this game. Like, if they go and lose this game, I do think there is a, then, like, to me, it's appropriate to have the conversation of, like, well, what exactly did they accomplish this year? Because they, like, they didn't really beat anyone. But I don't understand, like, why some fans are, like, almost, like, kind of, like, down on the team. It's like we're going in, like, a big game. Like, I would be – like, I'm excited right. about this game. Like, they have a real opportunity here. And, yes, they're eight-and-a-half-point uh, underdogs. And we looked it up yesterday. It's the biggest – it's the largest amount they've been a road dog – or home dog since the 2015 Ole Miss game. That was the last time they were what this big. What was the number there? I don't remember. Jeffrey looked it up yesterday. But they won that game, remember? Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember. And – Epic, um, epic. I just, I just think like to not enjoy this. Like this is what you're. This is what you. This is why you're invested in it. Like enjoy this, and then yeah, if they lose, they get, they go out and get like, Absolutely. you know, they get outclassed by SMU. Yep. In a home game in a big spot, then yeah, let's like dissect it and break it down and make some you know criticize the program whatever. But like, you missed a wait and see today, ain't you? <laughs> 
I just I just don't understand how well, you can you can understand how you cannot enjoy this. Sure, you can. It's it's not unfair if you were out on Ryan Silverfield before the season and you were mm-hmm. you were holding out right judgment and you wanted to believe mm-hmm. and you're at eight and two and some of those folks. I don't think it's unfair that there still hadn't been enough yet for them to believe. And so if they're frustrated mm-hmm. by that or the way it's played out or that these haven't, wins haven't been more convincing and you yeah. were already on the side of you didn't believe in Ryan Silverfield, sort of as the, the point John made to you, like if you were already out beforehand, mm-hmm. it's hard to blame those folks yeah. for still being frustrated. You know what I'm saying? Not for, Yeah, but not enjoy, not to like look. So it's hard to enjoy. Again, you know, know. you're scraping by Charlotte. I mean, what, what am I, I – I enjoy the effort of the players, and I get mm-hmm. where you're at from that, but if it's about Ryan Silverfield, you can still oh, have not, that frustration, I think. I thought – I was listening to you the other day, and I thought you made – you made the, the good point you've made is that he ultimately hasn't done anything to convince the yeah, people who were – That's what I'm talking about about this game. I yeah. think you know, contract's one thing. That's pretty much done already. Yeah. But can you get people, can you yeah. get people to buy back into you yeah. and get the excitement back up? Because that's the way mm-hmm. – Right, that's the they way back to having. They gotta beat a decent team. They have like, to to do that. They that's have what not you beaten do. a team that's above five hundred this year. Like right now, I think Arkansas State's five and five, and South Florida is five and five. Those yeah. are, those are your best wins this year yeah. by record. Because um, I think even Boise State is under five hundred right now. Maybe they're five and five too. Um, but five obviously they fired their coach. Yeah, Avalos gone. Um, but he was ten and three last year. 10, f- ten and ten four, and two, I think, four. with the bowl, and yeah. so I think they still may have won lost ten games. And, no, and yep. I think that is a good, like, you know, I'm not sold on Ryan we could Silverfield be there next yet year. either. We could be there no, next that, year. and that's what I. That's why I think like, why, like, enjoy this for right now because no, like, there's plenty of time to like dissect it. Because like, I, I think this very easily could be, you know, like if things, you know, let's say like, you know, they're gonna have a tougher schedule next year. In terms of the league, in terms of what your road games are, for instance, um, and let's say you you drop back down to you know yeah. what you you know like the Boise State scenario is very much in play because I think they're Boise and Memphis are in very similar situations. They're you know Boise's got a little more recent history backing it up and a little more you know their highs were a little bit higher than Memphis's, but like it's fan bases that expect a lot out yep. of their teams. Yep. And they are te- they are schools that have been left on the outside looking in, but aspire for more. Mm-hmm. You know, and th- that's one of my things I've really lamented about the the AAC is that at least in the old AAC, like it wasn't the greatest league, but you had like schools that had aspirations like Memphis did, yep. even if they did, couldn't achieve them necessarily. They aspired to be like you know Cincinnati, Houston, UCF, you know Memphis, SMU. You know, it didn't they didn't always execute it right. But like they aspired for it, and Boise State football, especially, is the same way. Um, and what what stinks about this league is it doesn't feel like there's very many, like especially once SMU leaves, right? There ain't anyone left who's like aspires like that. <laughs> exactly. Two, like right. Tulane's gotten a little better lately in terms of like it seems like their investment has improved, but, right? And and that's to your point of, you know, ultimately, and I think Brad made this point on social media, like you know, ultimately with the way this league looks now is. The you know yes the expectations are different like if you're winning fewer than nine games it's a failure of a season in this type of league if you're if you are aspiring the way Memphis does mm-hmm. and so that's why if he goes nine and three like that's why I said it would be a f- be fine it would be like you know I I predicted nine and three before the season now I thought it would go a little different I thought they'd like win one that I didn't expect and drop one that I didn't expect and you know to their credit they haven't dropped one that I didn't expect no. By the hair of their chinny chin chin, like barely. Um, 
but they also have not beaten anyone of consequence. They have not beaten anyone good yet. Yeah, they can change so, that on Saturday. Yeah, they got a, they got a it's chance. A and I was I was down there just now. I mean, Seth says he's feeling good. Like mm-hmm. he he says he feels be- much better now at this point this week than he did last week. He's practicing this week. Like he didn't practice last week, and he's practicing this week. So that's. That's good news, I think. Uh, the other Memphis basketball team on campus mm-hmm. pulled out the very impressive uh, come-from-behind win at Missouri. What what should we feel? Uh, what, what should that make us feel about this team, the way that they were able to go in there and, and, and finish that way? I think pretty good, right? I mean, I don't know how good Missouri is. They were picked ninth in the SEC, but yep. people seem to – and it seemed like – Personnel-wise, there was some weird stuff going on. Like some guys who played a lot for them last year didn't play much in that game, and yep. you know, some wondered if there's some discipline or something going on there. You know, with that, but to go on the road and win that way, yep. You know, I think it showed you that there is a lot of potential with this team. I don't, you know, again, like the, I think we'll have a better gauge when they come back from the Bahamas mm-hmm. at whether this is like a truly elite team, right? But they showed you there's a chance they're a truly elite team. They, they they showed you in that Missouri second half that there's a chance that that's a poss- that that could happen. That, how good's Michigan? What the, what's that game going to look like? First game. I'll, t- I'll tell you this: they look a lot better than people thought they were going to. Uh-huh. Now the St. John's win is very similar to Missouri. Like they killed St. John's the other night and looked really good doing it. But I don't think I. I think St. John's is much. St. John's was picked fifth in the Big East, and a lot of people like bought into. Patino brought all these rec- the oh, transfers yeah. Oh, yeah. in, and it's Patino. But they lost to a Division II school in an exhibition game, and they didn't look like okay. Missouri okay. looked better than sure. St. John's, if yeah. that makes Like, I think beating Missouri on the road is a better win than Michigan beating St. John's. And then Michigan's other two wins, again, they look. Patino said y'all did secret scrimmage, too, and that he thought mm-hmm. that helped. What was it Mar- Marquette? Who'd y'all secret yes, scrimmage? Yes, I think it was Marquette. Marquette? Yeah. He was mentioning that after yeah. the loss. He I mean, Michigan that that... has looked good in all three See, games. I'm just not sure who they've played. See, Memphis didn't do that, John. You know what I'm saying about this Michigan team? You know, they, well, they got some tests in when the preseason. They're very similar in that they are playing right now without their head coach. Juwan is not coaching these games because he had like a – like I, they haven't said exactly what it is, but everything he point, points to like he had some sort of like – yeah, like a medical emergency. I don't know if it was a heart attack or a whatever, but he has not coached these first three games. Phil Martelli has coached the first three games, um, and it sounds like he's getting cl- like he was in New York with them. Jawan was because one of his sons is on the team still. Yeah, yeah, um, Jace Howard, and so I, I think he. It sounds like he's going to coach in the Bahamas. Okay. Like that'll be his. Just like it's going to be Penny's first games. They're going to. It's going to be Jawan's first game. Uh, this year, Doug McDaniel is the guy for them who's looked yes. real. Like he's exponentially better than he was last year. Like he played for them last year and was like fine, and now he looks like a star all of a sudden. He looks like, I mean, honestly, he looks like he's like a kind of like a Trey Burke type if you remember him, like a score yeah, first point guard. Stood. Um, and then they got the big guy from Tennessee. Uh, I can't pronounce his last in name. Kamwa. Olivier, yeah, in Kamwa, who's who's pretty good too. He is pretty good. Um, and so they look. They look better than I thought, but again, Michigan and Memphis, I think, are in the same boat in this way too. In that, I'll have a better idea of just how good they are after this Bahamas event. So it'll it's so gonna I think it's gonna be a good very game. important. Game. I think it's gonna be a good game. It's gonna be a close game. It's yeah. gonna be a uh, you know one of those you know those. What I love about these Thanksgiving tournaments is that you get like for every you know. 
for every three of these tournament games, like one of them is like one of those games you're like, man, this could be in February or March. You know, like they, they get intense. And I think Memphis, Michigan could be that type of game, like have that type of feel. Absolutely. Um, and, Looking you know, I think this team's got, you know, Memphis I'm talking about has, mm-hmm. you know, like I think, I think they have more talented players than Michigan. Like they're deeper than Michigan. Um, but, but Michigan's good. Michigan's Michigan's good. good, yeah. And like Michigan looks like a tournament team. I, I mean, again, I think they're pretty. That's I, why I like having a Quinterly that's been through the big games. Mm-hmm. Well, you, they, that's been why a that's, tournament that's, MVP, that's why they like having you know? a Doug McDaniel. Yeah, we about to hit. Yeah, Javon, yeah. Javon versus Doug. Mm-hmm. Are you about ready for that? Uh, okay. I bet you. I bet you they'll put Caleb Mills on. Him. I was just gonna say that's yeah. who I'd put they on. Him with they're the not one gonna he put did Quinterly East. on him because Doug's a little yeah. bigger than Javon Quinterly. Too. They're the, they they're, they like mirror <laughs> images to me. I I kind of need to see it. I'd like to see the small guard on small guard, but I but you're right. You, you don't do that. You put you Caleb's know. your lockdown man. Looks yeah. like yeah. to me. Yeah, looks like it. So it's gonna be fun. I'm looking. I'm really. I mean, like it's. I hate when there's like great games that I have to like pay attention to as like a work thing over Thanksgiving, but. I think the I think you know with that and then potentially if you win that a game against Arkansas on Thanksgiving Day like that's pretty oh, awesome. huge that's pretty awesome that could yeah. be pretty awesome yeah oh, wow. it's gonna be a fun time no question about it he is Mark Giannato Thank you, catch him on uh, Giannato and Jefferson two to four reading that commercial appeal dot com come back with the rundown talk a little bit about college basketball last night the Champions Classic uh, Kentucky you won't believe this John Calipari blew a big second half lead against Kansas man it's crazy. Come back, Jason and John. I'm trying to film ESPN. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.